Zip jogged up the stairs of the East 53rd and Lexington Station, the Friday Midtown crowd already thickening. Her stiff neck ached, and her back pinched with every step. Tax season had to be the absolute worst, with everyone wanting to claim the best deductions, but failing to keep the best records. She'd been with Sleeman and Carter for five years, and they still handed her the box cases— Boxes full of receipts, scraps of notebook paper, and, the worst, post-its, with an order number and, if she was lucky, a dollar amount. She seemed to spend the months of February, March, and April explaining to some women that they couldn't write off their sexy lingerie as a business expense because it made them feel powerful under their business suits, while encouraging other women to record their restaurant receipts for power lunches. The world lived in a sad reality, when a woman would rather claim her lacy underthings because they were sexy than keep a receipt for the long business lunch that made her blow her diet. At the top of the stairs, she dodged out of the way of the people behind her and paused to glance at the gray skies overhead. Snow threatened, but the mild winter temps were still hovering in the upper thirties. She traded out her Salvatore Ferragamos for a pair of blue-green Skechers shape-ups. The 500-foot walk to Lexington toward Coveted, one of the best bars in Midtown, hardly counted as a workout, but it combined well with the stairs at either end of her subway ride. With the half-mile hike to the subway and the 15 flights of stairs at her office, she didn't need a gym. The walk definitely worked off the calories she planned to indulge in at Friday happy hour with her girls. After shifting her laptop bag from one shoulder to the other, she fixed her backpack strap. The pair of bags were another curse of the season. Glad she'd skipped her black pencil skirt for the navy A-line with its flare around the knees, she set a brisk pace on the breezy street. The matching navy jacket didn't do much to keep the cold out, and her nipples puckered against the yellow silk blouse. But she loved New York in February. The snappy cold, the post-holiday hustle, and the reduction of tourists throughout Midtown's hotspots. No line waited in front of Coveted, and Johnny held the door open as she descended three steps to the entrance. Hey, doll, you're early. The doorman doubled as a bouncer when the club was pumping, but so early on a Friday, it would only be regulars. Hey, Johnny. Zip kissed his cheek. He closed the door behind her and gave her an arm while she tugged off the sketchers and swapped them out for her Ferragamos. The four-inch heels brought her up to his height. Once she regained her balance, he squeezed her elbow and let her go. Are we in a frank mood tonight? she asked. The low, easy tones of Sinatra's I've Got the World on a String echoed through the speakers. Oh, yeah. Keeps the natives from getting restless. Johnny winked and held her laptop bag while she stowed the sketchers in her backpack. Your girls aren't here yet, but your table is waiting. Five years of Friday nights had earned her the kind of personal service that made Coveted the most desirable spot for the Martini Sisterhood to convene their weekly ritual. Who's playing downstairs? Lone Star D and Daddy Puff. Johnny handed her the laptop case. You want any of that in the coat room lockup? Nah, I'm good. She finger-combed her hair and smoothed her jacket. I don't suppose... Tony's at the bar. 
The man's easy grin said it all, and Zip fought the rush of heat in the blush that swept through her. Tony Giordano, her favorite bartender, gave her wicked thoughts plenty of fantasy material. Thanks, Johnny. No problem, sweetheart. Have fun tonight. He returned to his spot by the door and opened it to admit more regulars, a pair of women who breezed through and down the stairs to the dance bar with its DJs, pulsing music, and flashing lights. The sisterhood preferred the lounge level, with its glossy decor, shimmering metal, polished wood, and mirrored panels. Tony, holding court at the bar, always rated a plus in her book. The six-foot-plus, dark-haired god put the stallion in Italian. Her heart skipped a beat as she reached the top step, and Tony slanted a look in her direction.